All right, thank you so much. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you in San Francisco, but coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network, 500 outlets in 177 countries. I mentioned uh, we have the uh, two main protagonists from the new movie, The Climb. It's going to uh, open here March 27th at the uh, Embarcadero Cinemas here and then um, other places as well around the Bay Area, April 3rd. It's already been very well regarded at a lot of uh, film festivals and joining us are two of the actors now that's director michelangelo covino how you doing mike i'm doing very well thank nice you nice to see you and writer slash actor kyle marvin how you doing kyle i'm doing well thank you very much now um i've well, only said i've only seen he <laughs> <laughs> can't come up with anything uh, original. Yeah, yeah. i'm just i'm the same thing as him only i sound like a muppet that's how you know it's me oh that's a little fuzzy there huh? yeah i, I do okay. i got it I that's got good it. um but uh, I've only seen the trailer so far. I really, I'm dying to see this movie. To sort of say, let's start with you, Mike. A love triangle is a little too simplistic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, um, yeah. It, it, I'll give you the the basic breakdown of of what the setup for the movie is. Uh, Kyle and I are riding bikes up the hill up a hill in the south of France. Um, Kyle's out of shape. He's not really a bike rider, and I reveal to him that I slept with his fiance he's really upset he starts chasing me but he's out of shape and he can't catch me and that's kind of and that all takes place in one shot um about you know it's a 10 minute scene uh and then the rest of the movie follows these two friends over the next like 12 years of their life as they sort of go through these unexpected turns in the relationship in their life and they kind of overcome obstacles and uh, i gotta say kyle your character who is uh even in the trailer i wanted you to give up on him (laughs) You still, it seemed like, you know, even though he's done all this to you and he seems like such an Eeyore at times, you just, you love the guy. Yeah, I think, I think something that we were, we were really interested in exploring is that I feel like we all have friends like that in our lives in some, some greater or lesser degree. I don't think all of our friends sleep with our fiancés. Um, but I do think that there's like small transgressions we all have with each other and, and we have to like deal with those in, in our own way. So I think that's something we, really wanted to explore in this and, movie. And you wrote it? Yes, I wrote it with him. We wrote it together. Oh. Yeah, so wrote it together. We star in it. Yeah. He directs it. Uh, it's, a, it's a family affair. We produced it, all those things. And yeah. I can only imagine, I mean, I have two brothers, and even though we love each other, we argue. I can only imagine you guys, I mean, the, the cabin fever of starring, writing, directing. How much did you get on each other's nerves? Oh, no, it's a it's a miracle that we're speaking to each other right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we only speak to each other in microphones. We try not to make eye contact. <laughs> like my parents, they email each other in the house. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's actually genius. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, it's a yeah. true story. <laughs> um, so when you're putting this thing together, um, on the one hand, it's great because there are so many um, different venues that you can get indie pictures on now and Amazon and Netflix and other things and production companies. And But on the other hand, it's like get in line. Everybody's got an indie movie. So how how hard for you was it, Mike, to get this off the ground? Yeah, you know, it's, it's weird because we um, – w- this is like our sixth movie as producers – so we've we've made a bunch sort of you know behind the camera putting all the pieces together and I think that helped us structure this thing in a way where we thought it would have a chance. Um, it was you know we made the we made the short film first so we made the, there was a short film that went to Sundance and that's sort of like this launch pad that you can kind of get people to spend money on things where they shouldn't be spending money if that makes sense <laughs> like no like no one had any business giving us money to make this movie you know mm-hmm. we're not. 
actors that anyone's ever seen before, and we kind of are in every scene. So it was a bit uh, of a crazy leap for a financier, but I think, like you're saying, the, the independent film world is sort of filled with like this idea of like anything could break out if it just has a voice. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I, I, Kyle, did you ever get to the point where someone was like, "You're a tremendous um, writer, we love it, but we kind of see your character as Paul Rudd." Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All yeah. the time, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Mike was like, "If we get John C. Riley to replace you, you're out, man. You're out of here." Now, you might even say, "Look, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, leave." Honestly, if, we... if it was John C. Riley, I would. <laughs> I, I would have definitely wanted to see that. Speaking with Michelangelo Cavino and Kyle Marvin, the new movie is called uh, "The Climb." Um, so, the um, you you had a little bit of um, uh, an established. You know, business, uh, you, you're not off the street. You've done this before. But how hard is it when you shoot something like this? It's your baby and you want to put something in, but you feel like, ah, it's going to drag it down. And then you cut something out and then you regret it. Like, why did I cut that out? And, but I guess when you put it out there, you just got to just say, look, I did my best, right? Yeah. I mean, w- with this movie, it was interesting. So each scene is one long, continuous take. So there's no, there's not a lot of cutting, wow. which is kind of crazy. 1917 so, on bikes. It's 1917 <laughs> on bikes. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a it's a weird thing where we, um, you know, it's a comedy that plays in like eight minutes at a time. So it's very, uh, it's it's just a different sort of flow and pace to to the movie. And I think that was probably one of the things that made it stand out when we started submitting to festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we 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 sort of like had this idea for this type of movie in our head, and then we just said, "All right, let's go for it," knowing full well that it could have been a total failure and and never seen the light of day. Wow. Well, that's the thing, Kyle. You do these long takes, and let's say you're in, a, as you said, a ten minute scene. You're eight and a half minutes in, and he's like, "Blah blah ah." Do you pick it up right there? Um, no, that's it. You got to start over. You got to start over. So, wow. so, so it really became like a, a, an athletic competition in a way. For all, <laughs> it was like the finals for us every time because it was like no one can mess up. We're nine yeah. minutes into a, a scene, and you know, someone saying their first line. So, like everyone, it became this like really focused, incredibly intense wow. um, process. Yeah, and I would like imagine no one too. To miss the shot. Yeah, no one wanted to miss the shot. Right. Well, I imagine too when you're on a bike, and let's say somebody threw in just a quick ad lib. If it's good, you're like, screw it, I'm just going to keep going. Right. Oh well, you know, you you always kept going. Yeah. The question yeah. was like, then at the end, I would have to go. All right, let me take a step back. Hey, don't say that again, or keep that in, and then you know adjust. And so we always knew that like. You know, most of these scenes were shooting 20 takes or 30, Ooh, 35 burning takes. daylight. Yep. Yeah, we would do it over two days. <laughs> Each scene was two days. We had a full rehearsal day and then a full shoot day. Right. And we would always we always knew we'd get it in the last two hours of the last day. So everything <laughs> else, everything else was useless. <laughs> it was just all practice to get it to where it was like really fine tuned on that last couple hours. How heartbreaking is it if one of you, Kyle, just nailed it and you thought I was so great, and at the last minute the other guy ruins it? You're like, how am I going to get that back? Yeah, I mean, it was mostly probably me ruining it. So yeah, <laughs> no, that's right. No, no, I think yeah, I think for us it, it was it was really. I think it became this joyful sort of playful thing at a certain point because the rule was we're just going, and so there was this there was there were a lot of constraints and stress on that, but there was also this like beautiful freedom of like we're in we're in this thing together and everyone's in it in real time, and we're just experiencing this. This thing as performers dealing with things actually happening. Mm-hmm. And that really brought out this very sort of 
natural feel for for um, performance, I think, because we we all were just dealing with it in real time. Yeah, well, and they were all theater actors. Like we cast, okay. uh, we cast every, all New York theater actors yeah. except for George Went, who yeah. is also a theater actor, yeah, but is, yeah. is is also Norm from Cheers. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a little coup there. Uh, what did that take some uh, bargaining there? A little bit, but you know, uh, he's just great. I mean, I, you, you couldn't ask for a better, uh, a better person to bring in. We, we needed someone to play Kyle's dad, and we wanted someone who ever, like, the second you see him on screen, you're like, I feel at home now. And, and you know, like, ah, like, <laughs> right. I, I, I feel warm and cozy looking at this guy on screen. And, um, George came in and he, he was the most easygoing guy. He, his only request was he wanted a chair by the camera. Yep. <laughs> he didn't need a dressing room. <laughs> We're like, you sure you don't want it? He's like, no, no, no. He's like, just give me a chair by the camera and an outlet if I need to charge my phone. And, <laughs> wow. and, and he would just sit there all day and he'd sort of hang out and, you know, he talk didn't, to everyone. He didn't have a rider with craft services. He needed beluga caviar or nah, anything like that. He was like the that. best. He was absolutely wow. the best. Really cool. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We have another segment in studio with the uh, two men behind the movie, The Climb, Michelangelo Cavino and Kyle Marvin. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Welcome back to the show, Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast, around the world on AFN, of course, uh, Apropos Applications, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Stitcher app, uh, Twitch.tv, all that good stuff. We're with Michelangelo Cavino and Kyle Marvin for another segment talking about their new movie, The Climb. And uh, we just had a <clears throat> rather serendipitous moment here in the break because um, I said I'm from the East Bay and Mike says, where are you from? And it turns out you two guys did that movie, Kicks, which was a great movie, and I had the director in here a couple of years ago, Justin Tibbet, was it? Tipping, yeah. Yeah, and uh, a real good guy, young guy. And you guys, you you did that movie. You did the site locations it. and everything. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah produced that movie. That, to me, seemed like um, it would – I mean, where did it go? Because I, I would figure that would be like a cult classic now. Yeah, me too. I think, I think it still will have that – I think it's going to have that trajectory once Justin makes his next movie because Justin's one of those like – very rare talents, mm-hmm. like uh, who just he has like a gift. Um, so I, you know, whenever he gets around to making his second film, I think people are going to rediscover Kicks. But I think you know it was on HBO. It's like on, you can find it places, but it definitely right. it didn't have the splash that I right. thought it was. Gonna and have. like as I was saying, a lot of the places uh, I know very well in Richmond and, and Oakland and others. All right, but let's talk about the climb because you guys are uh, on bicycles. You're dressed right now. <laughs> full Lycra. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're, you're wearing the, uh, the very nice, uh, full Curtis and nylon, uh, outfits. You're biking around the city today. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. We're going to, we're going to bike around. We try and get every city we're doing on this tour. We're trying to get on our bikes and ride around and see some people. We thought this was going to be a uh, video interview. <laughs> we, we, we thought we had to dress up. No. Right. Well, it's funny. I have like the Raiderettes or the Warrior Girls in here, and, and they're, people tell me, they go, I didn't get anything out of it. I'd only heard you guys. I'm like, yeah. well, they're wearing their outfits. Like, good for you. Yeah. Um, we'll post some pictures. You know, a lot of movies, if you have a football player, he can't throw stupid. He has to look real. And like Saving Private Ryan, they went through a, a boot cam so they know they don't look stupid holding the gun wrong and everything. For you, did you have to look like professional bikers? Or in the movie, are you kind of weekend warrior bikers? Well, I'm a bad biker in the movie, which made the training real easy for me. <laughs> you um, look too good. Worse. Yeah, 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 I, worked, yeah, yeah, I actually did. I was like, How, what did I used to do? And I was like, oh, yeah, grab the middle yeah. bars. We had some cyclists who, who do like tours around France where we shot it. And they were like, this is what everyone does. And so mm. I kind of leaned into that because we did that scene 25 times. And it's a 
continuous take for you know three miles of biking uphill so we had to be in decent bike shape to yeah. do it um and and had to sort of dumb down were you in the bit. pyrenees like tour de france or nothing y- that yeah drastic? no yeah we were in, not the pyrenees but we were it was like 45 minutes uh, outside of Cannes, so it's like the alps like right where the alps start wow this mountain called Col de Vence. Uh, so yeah, it was it was uh, it was fun. I mean, I've I've I'm an I'm, like I just am a weekend warrior type biker. I just like doing it because like I played college football and and when I finished that, I started getting real out of shape. Oh. So I had to find a way. So to, did I. Where'd you play? Uh, I played well. I played at Fordham. Oh University. no way! And then New I York played, City. yeah, and then I played at uh, Occidental College for my last two years. Sure, Oxy Division yeah. Three. Yeah, we had we had the longest regular season win streak in the mm-hmm. nation for the time when I was there. Nigerian nightmare, Christian yeah, yeah. Okoye. Yeah, yeah. He went there. Barack Obama. Barack went Obama went there. It's funny because I played for St. Mary's College, oh, cool. and the match of the century, I think 1931, was St. Mary's at Fordham, which was attended by the President of the United wow. States and the heavyweight champion. That's cool. You know who else played at Fordham? Denzel Washington. Is that right? Played football for him. Wow. And Vince Lombardi, you may have heard of him. I have heard of him, yes. Who's that? Mike Cavino. (laughs) Mike Cavino, Vince Lombardi. (laughs) Denzel Washington. Washington. What do they all have in common? (laughs) St. Mary's basketball, Mahersh Ali, who was in kicks. Oh, it's such a small world. Kyle, we just heard from Michael. You went to Cannes, or the Cannes Film Festival. You get the movie in the Cannes, and hopefully you can take it to Cannes. What was that like being with all the hoi ploy and everyone there? Yeah, no, I mean that was that was insane. I mean, we, in, in order to get into Cannes, what you do is you make a DVD of your movie and you put it in an envelope and you mail it to France, and that's literally <laughs> that's the, all you got to do. That's what you do, and then you just sit and wait. <laughs> and then you call the office of the one number they put on the website, and you just go, uh, "Have you received the thing?" And they're like, and "Who they're like, are, oh, what oh, are you?" Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you call like. <laughs> Yeah, right. so when we got the call, it was it was crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. I imagine you down there, you look very Mediterranean. Yeah, so yeah, people yeah. come up to you speaking French or Italian, right? So if I go to Europe, Italians come up to me and start speaking Italian. Mm-hmm. And then I go, I, I go, uh, I'm so sorry, like, I don't speak Italian. And then they go, they go, you're lying. <laughs> they, 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 and then I go, no, I, I, I really, io non parlo italiano. And then they're like, uh, and I'll say it with like a decent accent yeah. and they'll be like, you're, you're lying to me. You just don't want to talk to me. And they'll say, Vafanculo. Va, 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 oh, Vangulo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What uh, Do you know where your uh, family's from, from yeah. Italy? Yeah, yeah. It's a little village. Well, I have um, Sicily on one side, okay. and then the other one, this little village outside of um, Avellino. It's called Andretta. Wow. It's like kind of east of Naples. It's in the mountains. They oh. used to ride donkeys. Wow. Is that in the Abruzzo? That's the uh, kind of stark hilly region. Yeah, it's south like, of Lazio. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely south of Lazio. It's sort of in this. Um, basically, this village. I found out recently because my father found this barber. He walked into this barber shop and he looked at and, he, and he's like, "Hey, I need a haircut." And the guy's like, "You have no hair." He's like, "Ah, oh, my beard." <laughs> <laughs> Sits down the chair. He looks up. He sees an Andretta sign. He's like, "Andretta." Uh, and he goes, "Yeah, that's my village." And the guy's from there. So now we've f- since found everything out and basically that village they were fleeing um it's like a village that was formed when they were fleeing persecution from the romans oh my god so they went up into the mountains and then they formed this little community up there anyway that's so amazing Uh, i'll one of my favorite books i've ever read and i've recommended many times is called the miracle at castel del sangro and an american guy an older guy doesn't know anything about soccer and he goes to the abruzzo in a little mountaintop town called uh, castel del sangro which means the castle of blood the sanguine blood 
But it's one of the most amazing books, and it's a great book about small town Italian culture oh, too. So I'm here for book uh, recommendations. Yeah, Kyle. That's awesome. <laughs> Who has the option on that book? Yeah, Let's go make it. Movie. it yeah. Oh, you got to make that movie. It's amazing. A couple more questions for uh, Michael Angelo Cavino and Kyle Marvin about the climb. The um, I would imagine already doors are opening. What's your next project? Like, I don't think you're going to need a Kickstarter for the next one, Kyle. No, I think we're I think we're in pretty good shape at the moment. What has been maybe the, some of the shoulders that you've rubbed? I mean, are you going to Hollywood parties now and all this? Yeah. You're sitting down with and Michelangelo with Leo, Leonardo. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. Well, Mike yeah. got to Mike got to star in a Tom Hanks in a movie with Tom Hanks <laughs> recently. So that's that's oh, uh, that's that was crazy. Direct shoulder rub. What was that all about? It was so I, I before actually before the movie. Um, anyway, I, I auditioned for this movie because like after the movie we got agents mm. and the agent was like, "Go to this audition." <laughs> right. And uh, it was this Paul Greengrass western with Tom Hanks. Wow. I play a villain. And I, I ended up going out to New Mexico for about a month to shoot that. It wow. was one of the cooler You're getting typecasted now, huh? Yeah, yeah. The I'm bad, bad guy. guy. <laughs> the villains everywhere. It's fine. I'll take <laughs> it. Always the villain. If it pays money, I'm in. <laughs> so I would imagine, too, Kyle, you're you're kind of the sweet guy in this, right? In this, So, so yeah. the girls are like, aw, Kyle. Have you gotten any of that yet? <laughs> well, I'm happily married, and I have two daughters. So most that's of the, the... That's not his question. Most his of question the wasn't, Kyle. are you happily married? His question was, are <laughs> girls coming getting on you after the The answer is no. I think girls like a bad boy more than the aw, Kyle. <laughs> All right. Well, the other thing, too, I think, with, with um, a film is that a lot of times people, and I've been told, it's, um, you know, they'll watch it for the plot, and they'll watch it for the stars, and they'll watch it for the locale. House, but being likable is a huge thing. And it's like, I don't even like this plot, but I like you or I like you, so I'm going to keep watching. Were you kind of aware of that? Like, even your character, when he's like being a kind of a pain, he's still someone that the crowd is like rooting for. Yeah, I think it was just about uh, them being like truthful characters more than likable because I don't think my character's likable at all, but I do think he's pathetic in some mm-hmm. ways. So, like, was I that think... you with the helmet taking the nosedive? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no stunt man. That, that's my high school. That's your Chris helmet. Farley. Yeah, yeah. yeah I also, I also, I think I slightly concussed myself when I did that because <laughs> I came up with a bloody chin, and it was, I, I got there, we got there on set, and I was like, cool. So, where'd you guys get this prop table? And they're like, that's an IKEA table. I go, <laughs> I go, what? I go, you guys? Yeah, they go, yeah. We couldn't afford a prop table. I go, so what? What are you doing? They go. Oh, we loosen the, the bolts. I go, you loosen the bolts on an Ikea table and you want me to face plant into it? They're like, yeah. And he did a couple times. <laughs> oh, that was more than one cut? No, but I, did, I had to do multiple takes. Ah, oh, oh, my gosh. All right. Well, I want to remind everybody, by the way, we've been speaking with Michelangelo Cavino and Kyle Marvin. Uh, they were already in the movie business. Now they're really, really in the movie business because their movie, The Climb, which has been at Toronto and Telluride and Cannes and Sundance, hopefully South by Southwest, is going to open locally at the uh, Landmarks Embarcadero Theater. It's a, a great venue over here just down the street from where we are. That's on March 27th. April 3rd, it'll be in Pleasant Hill at the Century 16, AMC Saratoga, San Rafael Film Center in San Rafael. April 10th will be at uh, Stonestown out at the uh, mall there in uh, San Francisco. For more information, where should people go? Uh, follow us on Instagram, at The Climb Film. We post there all the time. It's just Kyle and I, and it's 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 insanity. Oh. We just sort of re- post whatever we want. Oh. Like, <laughs> what about, uh, what about Twitter? Uh, oh, yeah, at The Climb Film. Uh, at The Climb Film. Yep. Yeah, yep. I think. We're over there. Yeah, we, we do. We, we just double post whatever we do on Instagram. Okay. But we're going to get real active on Twitter. We'll on as Twitter. Of today. All right. Yeah, let's come out, take a picture. We'll tweet it out. And you guys got to get on your bikes, right? Yeah, yeah, we're going to ride out. It's great meeting you. Congratulations on the Thank film. You. Thank you great so much. Stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports Bike.